Welcome back to Shit Talk Fridays. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. We are looking tan as fuck, Evo. Hell yeah. We've been we've been, we've been going out. I don't say going out, but we've 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 made the most of our summer with with Sundays, sunny days, like beach days and yeah. pool days. Well, my mosquito bites can fucking speak to yeah. that right now because a bitch is itching. Yeah, we went camping, we went to the pool a few times, went to the beach a few times, your brothers. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, just some real behind the scenes talk. Evo and I are filming this the <laughs> second time because we don't know what the fuck happened the first time. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. Y'all just finding out about it, so. <laughs> I figured I'd just share that. Well, let, let some of our stress out. Pull the curtain back a little bit. Yeah. Show what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, so we're drinking tequila. I'm going to cheers to Friday, everybody. Yes. Hope everybody's going to have a great weekend. Cheers to another Friday. Cheers. We're actually going bowling this weekend. Kind of excited about that. I haven't yeah, bowled. Too. I haven't bowled since the beginning, since before the pandemic. I don't know because bowling just seemed like one of those things that you know was indoors. You're obviously yeah. putting on um, uh, borrowed shoes, borrowed shoes, rental shoes, sharing balls, touching stuff. You know, oh, like sh- yeah, touch- <laughs> sharing balls and touching stuff. You know, that shit goes down in the bowling alley. Yeah, um, I used to go bowling a lot, and uh, and so, um, you know what. Like you were saying, with everything that happened, that all that shit got cut off. Yeah, I actually used to love to go bowling with the kids during the summer. Yeah. It was like one of those one of those places that I took them when it was like too hot outside, but they still wanted to do mm-hmm. something. I was like, yo, let's just go bowling. So I'm actually looking forward to going bowling this weekend. Anyway, let's get into today's topic. So we're asking each other some relationship questions. Mm, yes. Questions that we think that if you were to maybe be considering to stepping into a relationship with someone or maybe you're still kind of like in the dating aspect, maybe some questions that you may want to consider asking them to kind of to better get to know he or yeah. her, you know, definitely some that. really good questions you want to keep in your pocket and make sure you toss them out there throughout the middle of the night, you know? Yeah, so Evo and I kind of threw some ideas back and forth of what we thought would be good based on kind of like how him and I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny too because I feel like your questions are definitely more like family orientated. <laughs> Mine's are like kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, mine's are not weird, but they're definitely different than yours. Yeah, of course. I mean, they, they don't. They don't even have like the same kind of vibe. I feel like. Well, I mean, we boiled down. We boiled it down to like a small group of questions. I feel like there's so much more to like that you would want to ask yeah. today, but we're trying to keep this like, you know. Whatever, just a, Listen, a, 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 like a three must questions you must ask. No, you know? well, actually, in total, these are six questions that you can ask someone if you're looking to be in a relationship. Right. Three, so let's get three. into that's yeah. Fine. So six. Yeah. Let's go. So let's get into the first question that um, Evo thinks that is important for you to ask the person that you're interested in being in a relationship is what does his or her circle of friends look like? Why do you feel like that's important, Evo? Um, I think so learning about who their circle of friends are kind of gives you an insight of um, who they are like as far as like um, like us like a, like in, in social circles you know like mm-hmm. how do they like to have fun what type of people they like to have around them the energies that complement them you know uh, and it's also important to meet them so that they get to know who you are at some point. You know what I mean? I think it's it's good to know that if you would, if these are the type of people that you would gel with, you know? Mm. And so... 
You think it's important that the person that you're looking to be in a relationship with, that their friends gel with you? Yes, it's not a must. Okay. But it is important because obviously if you get along with their friends, mm -hmm. then you just kind of blend in to that whole social circle. Okay. So you may have situations where someone dates someone and they never meet their friends because they just don't vibe with them. You know, they really like that person, but don't really like their friends. And then you have situations where someone is dating someone and really likes their friends and ends up like becoming part of their like, like kind of like how we've done, you know, with with the people that we've met and your friends, you know, and yeah. how I, I've gotten to know all of them and become friends with them. And, you know. OK, so I'm a little intrigued by this. Are you maybe and tell me if I'm wrong. Are you making somewhat of like an assessment or judgment on the person that you're looking to be in a relationship with based on their friends? No, not an assessment or judgment or anything. Okay. I just I just think that there's so much information to be told okay. um, about that person. You know, it's like it's almost like that saying, like, you know, you want me to tell you your future. Show me your friends. OK, so I think that learning about who a person's friends are says a lot about that person in particular, not even necessarily the future, but just who they are as a person without them even having to tell you. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because if I <laughs> if I had to think about it, if I thought about like your group of friends and if I would have kind of show me your friends show me your future i think i would have been way off you probably may have so it's got you know it, that's just that's what it is for me you know what i mean like when i when i take that approach it's because i'm looking for certain things yeah you know it's really about the perspective that one takes and what the answers that actually one is looking for the questions that someone has like you can look at a, a group of friends and if you're questioning certain things and seeking answers that are really not and they're not suited for you to like potentially um, be a part of that environment, you know, seeing how you fit in all of that and, you know, how you could complement that environment, then, yeah, you may be way off. So I think that just for me, that's important. You know, I, I, you, I mean, you can you knowing me and you knowing how I am when I when I when I've met people that you've introduced me to eventually, like I end up being friendly with everybody else at some point. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and it's kind of important to me. You're just evil's just a fucking likable guy. Kind of <laughs> makes me sick sometimes. I don't know. I just like to. I mean, I can't even. I can't tell you what it is. I just like to get along and have like a like a, just a harmonious environment. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't. I can say that that speaks yeah. very true to you. What I will say is, and then we're gonna move on to your question for me is, when I think about that. I dated a guy once. We went out on one date, and it was a, like a it was a group date. Uh, he actually lived in kind of like the same building that I did. He was like, two of my friends are gonna come meet us, and we're gonna go watch a movie, and then you know grab something to eat afterwards." I was like, "Okay, great." We got in the car when his two friends came, and um, he was white, and his other two friends were white. It was a guy and a girl, and the three of them started having this conversation, and they were dropping like racist jokes mm -hmm. left and right mm -hmm. but i think they thought because i was latina that i wasn't going to be offended because a lot of the racial jokes were directed towards people that were black mm -hmm. i consider myself afro-latina even back then i didn't have like that identifier per se but when you look at me and how i see myself my dad always told me like the world was black and white and right. i always saw myself as a you know as a black woman to an extent i don't deny like my latin culture but anyway 
I remember sitting in that car and my blood was, it, I got so angry that I got a stiff neck. And when we got to the movie theater, he was like, is everything okay? And I turned to him and I was like, you know, actually everything is not okay. I actually think that I, I, you need to take me home. And that was the last time I ever saw him. And I let him know, I was like, you and your friend, I was like, you know, you seem like a very nice guy, but the way that you and your friends were carrying about and the like little fucking jokes you were making were definitely not appreciated. He was super apologetic, but that just let me know what type of culture was brewing within that friendship yeah. circle. And I wanted nothing to do with that. So you see how important that was? Yeah, absolutely. But I will say, though, but when in regards to you, I feel like you and your friends, if I would have assessed you a little based on your friends, I think I potentially wouldn't have dated you. Well, I don't it's, it doesn't sound like you assessed this person. And it was it, it sounded it sounded like that, you know, you just happened to hang out with his friends and yeah. learned about another side of him and it Which wasn't was, even intentional like you did that wasn't your intention to go to, you know you weren't seeking that information yeah and thankfully you know you were able to see that but um i would definitely that would be one though i would want to i would want to see if that's you know if there's also the other side of that relationship yeah. you know well i'm glad that i found that shit out right out the gate because yeah. that was a hang on a second it's your turn to ask me a question because I feel like every time you're about to ask <laughs> Evo, I swear to God, when it's his turn, I gotta, he's, he's. I gotta wet the palate. What you want me to do? Yeah, but you're then also t eating up our time doing oh, that. Oh, I'm eating up our time. Yes. I mean, I, it seems to me we're nine nine minutes past seven minutes. So. Well, you know, we also have an intro, sir. Yeah, well. Thanks. Yeah, we we we're like. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave that alone right there. So, um, by what I have here, so some of the things that you find that are very important to ask yeah. in a relationship um, is what is your ideal date night? What is your ideal date night? Date night day like you um <laughs> what is your ideal date night slash day? Like oh. like if you go out, you know, not everybody goes out on a date at night. Some people make day dates. Yeah, that you slightly threw me off with the slash day. Yes. Okay. So what is your ideal date night or day? Yeah, I think like? that that's really important to ask somebody. Yeah. Yeah, because what if you like to fucking rock climb and what if I like to have a picnic mm -hmm. and we're going to be way off? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. You want to be able to have, like, interest. I'm sorry. I got, I got my eyes itching me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I can see how that's important. I think it's important to ask that because if, let's say, for example, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking back almost 10 years. If you were to have asked me 10 years ago what was my ideal date night, I would have told you, I want to go to a club. I want to have a couple of drinks. I want to dress up. I want to go to a diner afterwards. That probably would have been my ideal date night. You ask me that now, that is not my ideal date night. I'm like, let's go to the movies, maybe get something to eat, but I want to be in the house by 10 o'clock. <laughs> I can see why that's important. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, because you want somebody to be on the same level as you. Yeah. And or if, you be on the same level as them. And if you're not on the same level now... It's not even so much about you always being on the same level. It's also tr letting the other person know what if some of your interest, what are some of the things that you like to do to have fun? And I feel like um, telling them what your ideal date is, you're kind of giving them a little bit of an inside scoop of what it is you like to do to have fun. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I feel like that's a common question, though. You think so? I mean, yes, I, I think I think know, at some Evo. point in dating somebody, when you're getting to know them, you, you kind of 
want to know what it like what it is that they uh what's their impression of a good time like what do they like to do for fun i feel like that's a yeah but what do you like to do for fun and what do you like to do for a date are two different things because what i like to do for fun and what i like to do as a date yeah. may be very different because on a date you're with another person there are things i like to do for fun by myself so when i like to go thrifting or go to the bookstore i like to do that by myself right i don't want to do that with you and i don't want to do that on a date so if you ask me what my ideal is of having fun that it may be vastly different so that's why i said i think it's important to ask this person what is their ideal date and honestly speaking it's more than likely it's going to be the man asking the woman this because you know even though we live in a world where you know women can make dates men can make dates you know not right. to like put anybody in like a gender box but i think there are still a lot of men out there that kind of want to be a give a little bit more of chivalry and a little bit more romantic and still kind of like set up a date right so i think if the lady is giving them a little bit of insight as to what something ideal would look like for them and they could set that up i think that that would be in my personal opinion i think that would be great you don't have to tell them every fucking intricate detail but if you say i really maybe going to the beach would be really nice how you set up that date yeah. at the beach i think would be part of the surprise almost yeah i mean i could see why you know finding out what someone's likes are and is, and then li important. and like how not their likes what is their ideal date night okay yeah but that's technically what they like to do on a date night yes but that doesn't mean that that's what they just like, is, i feel like it's <laughs> one of their likes it is yeah. it's one of their likes i, I was just kind of yeah. like putting it all in the box in a box in a box yes yeah because like for example if i was to say i love going to the beach but then what kind of beach you know like depending on how you want to set that date yeah. up i think could be part of like the whole experience mm -hmm. it's just not taking me to a beach it's like do you pack a lunch do you bring me to a drive-on beach you know do we do we go surfing what does the experience consist of yeah now we're packing lunch and we're driving on yeah there's no there's no question we're yeah, not gonna but, talk about it but that's us now that might be that actually might be a question i might avoid i'm mean, like are you let, let, listen we're gonna go to the beach forget about it i'm not gonna ask you where you like to go what do you like to do we're doing it my way and we're going to my beach but that no but that's what i'm saying if i tell you that i i, I would love to go to the beach mm -hmm. on a date how you then choose to set up that experience i'm yeah. kind of leaving that in your court that's why i'm saying i don't think that women should just go ahead and like or men tell them exactly what like Ideally, I would love if you picked me up at 8 o'clock and then we went to go get coffee, but the coffee needs to be from Starbucks and I want a matcha latte latte. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, not like that. Yeah, for our viewers and listeners, I don't know if, I mean, we've said this many times before, but um, there's a beach that we go to that we drive on. And so um, ever since we started doing that. Thus the tan. Yeah, we never walked on ever again. Yeah, there was no looking there back. There was no walking on ever. <laughs> All right, so then let me go ahead and ask you the next question that yes. you think is important to ask someone if they are looking to be in a relationship or some serious type of dating. Mm -hmm. What does the relationship with their parents look like? Yeah. Why do you feel like that that's important to ask someone? Um, I personally think it's important for me to have a good relationship with the parents. You. Me. The, the date E. The date E, yes. I, I, I find value in that. Okay. I find value um, speaking to the person's parents, parent that I'm dating to, learning about them learning about their life and their family and their culture and how they grew up getting to know them personally mm. you know kind of like getting like a uh, like a nostalgic part of life that you'll never ever 
ever learn, ever come across. The only reason that you're getting this information is because you're dating the, the one of the most prized possession of those two people. You know, getting to mm. know them on on a, on a deep level and them liking you and accepting you as family. There's a relationship that comes out of that that it's it's not it's unexplainable. Like you really don't get it every day. You know, you're almost like being taken in under the wing, like as a son. You know, and when that when that or, cro- daughter. or daughter, yes, but I'm speaking like I'm speaking for myself here. Correct. And so when that happens, um, it's just a beautiful moment. It really is, and it doesn't it doesn't happen often. You know, like a lot of parents, you know, don't accept the person that their child is dating. You know, there's also that side of it. So I feel like it's important to find out what the relationship that that person has with their parents to know, for me at least, if there's the potential of that happening and if, if it isn't then it isn't you know what i mean like i've dated people where they don't get along with their parents and we've dated and we've had we've been just fine but i just like to yeah, know i'm one of those people yeah you are and so and and <laughs> you're the one that i ended up being married to and well you know we spent, I spent you know almost 20 years with so it just goes to show you like it's not super important to me but it is something that i feel is important yeah, and I, I would I would think almost probably the complete opposite. Yes, and I understand why. Yeah. And that's and that's, I, and that's totally respectable. Just to give people a little bit of understanding, if you've never heard this before, I don't have a relationship with my mother. I do have a relationship with my father. Um, but when even when I first got together, I did have a relationship with my mother. But this is like over 10 years now. So I don't know how important it is in my eyes what their relationship is with their parent only because... Sometimes parents are the reason why there is no relationship. Yeah. And it really has nothing to do with the actual child or person that you're looking to date, why there is not an existing, you know, communication happening. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't really make... That wouldn't really be something that I would necessarily be questioning or potentially care about. I think the one way that I would care about it, I would like to see how they treat their parents. Yeah, like well, if, I mean, if we're in the same environment, you know, we're in the same space, I would, it would be important to me to see how they like interact, mm-hmm. how they communicate. Cause to me that gives some indication of like how that man or woman actually functions with people that they care a lot about. Yeah. Well, I mean it, that kind of still falls within the box of your relationship with your parents. You know, that's that, that's also part of it. You know, like, how yeah. do you feel about your parents? Do you respect them? Do you love your parents? You know, which one, you know, is is more dear to you? You know, mm-hmm. and what was your childhood like? You know, and all that stuff. Like, I, you know, that's all. It's all in that wheelhouse. Okay. So what do you got for me? Eva? Okay. So, or, I mean, I kind of know, but. Um, so one of the questions that you thought would be important to ask on a date is what are your sexual desires slash kinks? Yeah, I think now, that's important to ask. Really? So like on a first date? Or is it just generally like at some point? Because yes, I, I would agree with you on that. But you like know, how, how soon do you really, do you spring that question? You know, Evo, I think it really depends because some dates can go really well. Yeah, is it a vibe? I, yeah, I think it's definitely based on a vibe. Yeah, you know, sometimes the conversation leads to the conversation of sex. Yeah. You know, maybe... It must, be, it must be like a strong attraction for like that to come out on the first date. Yeah, I don't think that you have to on the first date do a fucking deep dive into it. You know, I don't think you have to talk about every desire, every sexual kink. I think kink. If, if they're really feeling each other, it's going to come out on the first date. It can. Now, to say that it's always going to happen like no, that? No, no, no. But do I think it's an important to question? Uh, it's an important question to ask? Because, again, 
you two can be on totally two different planes when it comes to maybe the guy that you're seeing or the girl that you're seeing, their vision of sex is very vanilla, you know? Yeah. Maybe the their most kinky thing is doing it doggy style. Oof. <laughs> but, the, but no, but there's not nothing this, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah thank you. That, yeah. I was just about to no. say, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But if they then tell you that and you're like, you mean you know you don't like to get choked the fuck out? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you may you may at that point need to have a conversation about where you like to go in the bedroom, and then the two of you can have a conversation if you're looking to step into the relationship, if you're willing to maybe go that yeah. place. Because I know that's something that you and I talked about. Yeah, there were things that I was like, yeah, I kind of like this. For what sure. do you think about this? And there were times that you were like, I don't really know how I feel about that. But guess what? I think we can work towards that. Give me some time. It may, and vice versa. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's why I think it's important to know because if something is established in that person's sexual desires in the beginning, you can decide whether or not you want to take that journey with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, listening to you say this, it makes me think about all the people that date, end up being in a relationship, and really never even have this conversation. Yeah, and then one day they're like, how come you don't like me to stick your my finger in your butt? <laughs> I think it's just more so of the fact that, like, um, each other's <laughs> sexual desires are never really met. Yeah. And uh, it's because they just never really spoke about them or made attempts to, to meet those desires mm-hmm. and end up sexually frustrated throughout, like, the long term of a relationship. And then, you know, there's a whole statistic of cliches that happen within that wheelhouse. You know what's really... As you say that, what it, the thought that immediately comes to mind, how many times I've heard about people engaging in sex but then are not comfortable talking about yeah. sex. To me, that sounds like a, a, a oxymoron. Yeah. Like so like a, like the two don't... Definitely what a, does that even mean? Yeah, definitely an important one for, you know, for any of you guys that are out there seeking like this, you know, longevity in a relationship. I mean, knowing how to touch your partner's buttons is... It's key. I'm going to say how to touch your partner's butt. Yeah, well, that's like, too. That, I mean, you know, certain, certain people like, you know, like to be grabbed a certain way. And I mean, I think all that is important. Correct. You know? So there are so many people that will literally, they'll get, there will be a sexual tension between yeah. them, right? And then they'll just jump in bed with each other because they like want to satisfy that sexual tension, that, you know, that lust feeling that they have. And then maybe you get a little over that. Mm. And now you're like, Okay, we've satisfied that curiosity. I'm still very sexually attracted to you. But then they're not willing to talk about, like, the more part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any desires? Are there ways that you like to be touched? For whatever the reason, sometimes people f- find these conversations very uncomfortable. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are willing to open your legs or put your penis in a vagina, then I think that kind of comfortable thing should kind of take a back seat. Yeah. You should be willing to have these conversations. And if you're not, figure out a way to get comfortable. You know, when I first started to learn how to drive stick shift, no pun intended, um, I was very nervous about driving a car that wasn't automatic. And I had to figure out a way to get comfortable. And I figured it out. I just took a shot of vodka and I just jumped behind the wheel of the car. Not that I recommend that, but it doesn't really do anything to you. I just, it literally just took away the jitters. It helped me just to be unnervous and put literally my best foot forward because mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to shift and all this stuff. So that's like a metaphor of how you figure out what makes you come 
to talk about these things because yeah. I know that they may feel uncomfortable. But fuck it, do it. Because you don't want to find out somewhere down the road that, you know, homegirl, homeboy likes BDSM and the roughest thing you've ever done is a little slap on the butt. Like, it's, it's, it, there's no longevity in that. Agreed. So, totally. um, another question that Evo thinks is important to ask is, you think it's important for someone to ask about their culture. Tell me why. Yes. So this is super important to me because I came to learn that being culturally connected with someone really um, creates a, a bond on, on another level. One that I didn't even know existed. You know, that, that's something that that's something that actually wasn't important to me until like later on in my life you mm. know i was doing in, in, in my younger years uh in my in my you know at the beginning of when i was started dating um i was kind of just i had no preference i was just dating and you know with whatever um felt right you mm. know and i had no preference on culture or race or any anything like that i mean i mean i was always a you know yeah that you know like it was just never anything that i had a like a crazy preference on I know you said that like three times. Yeah, because I was going to say something else, but I was like, you know what? That's really, it's, it's irrelevant. Uh, so I just went back and reiterated what I said. So um, later on, I found out through many failed relationships that the ones that I was culturally connected with, there was some, there was a little bit of extra oomph in mm. those relationships. And so at one point, I just I, I knew that I added that to my must of things that needed to be part of my relationship, you know? Okay. Yeah, I figured, I, 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 you know, I think that when people date, they kind of, like, go through a relationship, figure out what they don't like about that relationship and what they do, and then take the best to the next one and leave all the bad stuff behind, mm -hmm. you know? So um, those relationships that I had where there was a cultural connection, that was something that I always carried forward with me. And then it wasn't until one point in my life where I just realized that, you know what, from this point on, I really want that to be part of my relationship, along with many other things. So, but that sounds a little bit different of asking someone to tell you about their culture. It right. seems like you're looking, it seems like what you're saying to me is having a cultural connection was important. That's great. But what happens if you come across someone that their culture is very different from yours? Well, tell me why it's important it's, to ask about their it's culture. So it doesn't, they can be different. Yeah. They can, there can still be a cultural connection, even though they're not the same cultures. Okay. So I give just, me an example. Um, so, for example, there are many, um, you have many races that have migrated all over the world. And mm -hmm. so I feel like cultures are semi-mixed to an extent. Okay. So if there may be a culture that is very similar to yours as far as music and food and hospitality and things of that nature that, you know, for me, though, they're, they're, they're dear to me. You know, they're almost mm -hmm. like that, um, you know, the, uh, the ratatouille moment, you know, where, where he takes the, the bite of the food and he goes all the way back to his childhood, you know. Those type of um, moments are, for me, they're important in a relationship. You know, things that make you feel, relationships with people that make you feel something like, you know, like you've never, like you haven't felt in a very long time. I think the best, the best connection I can make or the best, um, like how I can relate to that is uh, growing up, I had a lot of friends that were Caribbean from, you know, the West Indies, you know, 
and or Jamaica, whatever it was. And I always felt, even though I wasn't West Indian, I always felt culturally connected to yeah. them. I felt like when I was around them and their families, the way that they danced to their to that that, that type of music, whether it was soca, whether it was calypso, whether it was reggae music, um, the way that they communed with food, um, the way that they celebrated holidays. It felt very similar to the way that I did things in my family culturally. And I felt like even though some of the food dishes were different, they were the same. They were eating rice and peas. I was eating rice and beans. Mm -hmm. You know, they had um, some sort of like uh, meat turnover. We had empanadas. It was like the same but different. Yeah, so this is So I still felt culturally connected Connected, to them. And still to this day, I have many friends that are from those cultural backgrounds. And I love being around them. I love being around that culture. Um, It also has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, we are people of color in that that avenue. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's this sense of, like, camaraderie between us that I enjoy so much. That's how I feel like I can relate to that question. So I feel like when you ask that... Maybe someone is looking to hear a way that there is like a sense of similarity. So like the other day when we were at my brother's house and I met one of their friends for the first time, I was doing something in the kitchen and I made a joke about like how the men in our family are. And she turned to me and she immediately was like, wow, you guys sound so much like my family. I feel like I'm at home. I feel like it's that people want to feel that sense of almost kind of belonging. So when they describe their culture to you. You're kind of like, oh, yes. My dad does that. Yeah. My mom I mean, does that. And, and it's just the the ability to experience or have moments in your in in the relationship with that person, with them and their family that remind you of you know things that are dear to you from as an adult and as a child. Yeah. You know, like I can't tell you how much that little moment in that movie means to me. Oh you no, know? I, I know you've actually you've actually referenced that particular scene yeah, a, lot. a lot because there's a lot of experiences that I've had in my life that I've that that moment captures what it yeah. is that I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, I like I, when I eat. There's many times when I'm eating with my eyes closed. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if people do this, but sometimes I'll I'll close my eyes and I'll eat and I'll let the the food kind of just give me mental images of what it is that I'm tasting and I'm eating. Like, I don't know. just And so, like, to... And I'm a foodie. You know that. So, to know that the person that I'm going to potentially be dating or if I'm interesting in that, not only is there an attraction together, but we have a um, a likeness in in the food that we like to eat um, really creates a level, extra level of joy yeah. in, a, in a relationship. Yeah, I do think nowadays you'll probably find people's cultures... Al- depending on who you're dating they have like an american aspect to it that we all can relate to you know we all kind of do something like a little american ish Mm -hmm. you know like there are dishes in some hispanic cultures that they maybe have originated in our country but we've kind of put like an american twist to it so when you meet someone they're like oh yeah i've had that before i know what that is or something like that you know because it's this like the american version Mm -hmm. so uh yeah Okay. So, so tell me, what was the other one that I so had? So the other one that you had here is, uh, what are your hobbies and how much time do you like to dedicate to it? Yeah. Why is that important? You know why that's important? I was just having a conversation with someone just the other day about their significant other and how that they were dedicating a lot of time to that hobby. And it was kind of um, causing issues in their relationship. Mm. And going into the relationship, they knew that this person had that hobby, 
but just didn't know how much time they were looking to put into that hobby. So, so you think it's important to ask that question in regards of does this person dedicate too much time into something where it would take away from yeah. our time together? Correct. Hmm. I think it's important for someone to have a hobby. I think it's so for me, actually, it's like almost the exact opposite. If someone tells me that they have no hobbies, I'm that's a red flag. I'm like, whoa, what do you mean? You don't like to do anything outside of like wake up and go to work. That to me is, is a problem because I think people should find other ways to have fun by themselves or maybe with other groups of people separate from potentially a relationship. Mm. So when someone tells me nothing, but if they tell me, you know, I like to surf seven days a week, three hours out of the day, I'm plus, and then so I'm like probably doing the math in my head where I'm thinking, okay, so if they're doing that three hours a day and then they're going to work mm -hmm. and then, you know, eating dinner or whatever it is, that's a large portion of the day. Like kind of where do I fit into right. that puzzle? Yeah. So that's why I think it's important to know or it's even possible that they, you may have like a like hobby. I mean, yeah, I can see why that would be important in that sense. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I'm sitting here listening to you say this. And I mean, I would have a different approach on that. Yeah, I would love to hear it. I, I would, um, there would be a large portion of me curious to know on if this hobby is like an excessive hobby. Could I potentially fit around it? Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, could I potentially um, be the type of person that could be with this person mm -hmm. and not take away from their hobby? How could I uh, complement their lifestyle where I'm not disruptive to what it is that they're passionate about? More supportive, and how would how would they how would they take that? How would they how would that um, be an asset to their life and try to be an asset in that type of in that type of way that's interesting yeah i would i would try to see how if i could i'm not saying that that i could or you know like it would be the immediate like oh yeah no problem i mean because obviously i'm gonna want my time with the person but i would seriously be trying to figure out you know this this would probably be a problem for a lot of people mm -hmm. so how can i make this not a problem how could i how could i do the opposite how can i make you know because like the rule would be like okay you too much time like you're doing way too much. Like that's that's a problem for me. I do think it should still should be a conversation. So like yeah, if, if you come to, the, if you come to the realization that their hobby is actually there's a lot of time dedicated to it, and you in your head saying to yourself, okay, then where do I fit in? I think you should still have a conversation with the, the, the person that you're looking to be in a relationship with. Like, hey, I was thinking, you told me this is what you like to do for a hobby. You also have a full time job, or maybe you're a full time student. I see this as. Not a lot of time for a relationship. Because mm -hmm. relationship takes a lot of they work. Do. Especially at the beginning. They and take it takes a lot, a lot of time. It yeah, takes a lot of time to get to know each other. So then, how the fuck are you doing yeah. all of this? No, by all means necessary. Like, the don't, like, I would definitely still have my, um, my, my line drawn in the sand at some point, you know, like, but, you know, it's, it's I feel like that that question is different for everybody. Of course. You know, there may be some people that, they like they don't even want the idea that you have a hobby you know like or some some people you know what i mean like see i and like i said i think that that's a red flag yeah. i think it's unhealthy to not have anything that you do outside of like potentially a relationship or work because i look at life in the aspect now i didn't always look at life at, at like this because i didn't even have the time to process what life how i wanted to live my life i was just fucking surviving right but 
I want to live my life to live and to do and to have experiences, mm-hmm. you know, because kind of really what else is there? I just don't want to exist. I just don't want to go to work. I want to experience new things. Mm-hmm. I want to look at new landscapes. So these are like hobbies, the way I go about finding new experiences, you know, pushing myself to do new things. So when someone, if someone says to me, I don't do any of that, to me, that's a red flag. It's, listen, it's important to be on, like, to have common interests, for sure, you know. I just, again, I was just thinking about what you said, mm-hmm. and it just sounded like that your initial concern would be, does this person have enough time for our relationship yeah. or what it is that we're trying to do, right? And I, and then I'm just all I'm saying is that my initial approach would be different, still with the same yeah. concern, because I am going to be concerned. Like, do we have? Is there enough time for us? Mm-hmm. But I find that to be problematic. But that's your personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, and you know, again, you knowing me, mm-hmm. that does that seem like something that would it would no, be uncommon? It, I mean, yeah, of course, yeah, it know, does yeah. for for sure. But like I said too, on the upside of that question. You could then find out that that person and you have a hobby in common. For example, I love comic movies. If I was dating somebody and they're like, I love comic movies. Holy fuck. The rabbit hole that we would go into Mm -hmm. talking about comic movies and how we could now have experiences together entertaining that world would be fucking amazing. Right. So I think that there's an upside to it. It's not just always about, oh, no. This person has a hobby that may take too much of our fucking time in our relationship and I just better exit stage left now to avoid this problem. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just... So, but what if the person's hobbies is car shows? What if which it is, is car which shows? Is something that you're totally not into right now. So, like, how would you... How would you... How would you manage... Like, well, I just said to you, I would really ask them how much time are they looking to dedicate to these car shows? How much time are you looking... So, like... So, what would be too much? So... The way like, okay t- typically like typically. Let's, let's say during the summer like there's like during a season there's mm-hmm. car shows every weekend okay yeah that would be too much that would be too much because then to me if you're also working a full-time job which means that a full-time job is 40 hours a minimum of 30 to 40 hours a week which means that you're working five days a week so then every weekend if you're at a car show then where do i fit in and at night mm-hmm. on on the weekdays yeah no i get it i mean every week is definitely a lot for to have some type of extracurricular extracurricular activity in a relationship um, especially a serious relationship, but I just kind of wanted to get a gauge of like, you know, what you thought would be. You know, Evo, you love to say this in a relationship. The key word is relating. How are you relating to me if you're not spending time with me? Agreed, agreed. I just wanted to again just know what would like what is too much. So, so, so like, where would where would you draw the line with like once a month, like twice a month? I don't think it's about. Um, I'm not trying to tell you how many times, but there should also be the amount of time that is dedicated to a car show. You should also be dedicating, if not almost equal to very close amount of time to spend with me. So, but isn't, wouldn't, would you call being, would you call fitness a hobby? Even though that's, it's health, right? It's something that you're doing. I don't know. I wouldn't. And you're doing it daily, at least six times a week. Yeah. So it's okay for someone to do, to dedicate that much time to themselves. Mm-hmm. for health reasons but if somebody has a hobby mm-hmm. that maybe it maybe you know it gives them a a, a, a sort of mental health Eva, that's why the key part of that question was how much time do you dedicate to it so if you're working out 30 minutes a day to an hour a day could that's be. not taking up a lot of your time but if you're going to a car show that is five hours long every weekend but once th- a, but once a week that's actually equates to an hour a day okay actually less 
my point to you is evil. I don't under, and I said you also have a full time job. Yeah. No, I okay? just you could also get up at five o'clock in the morning while I'm still sleeping and work out and I wouldn't even know. But a car show doesn't start at five o'clock in the morning. If that's the example that you want to use, you know that a car yeah. show is an all day fucking event. Why are we even yeah, going back I mean, and forth with this? I just I'm wondering my again, my question was just mm-hmm. how much is too much? I just I was just I think it really depends on the situation. How and much that's, time? Like how much time is too much? Eva, like, I think again it really depends on the situation. All right. I'm not really getting And I also said to you that if the amount of time that you're looking to devote to that, you should also be finding almost, if not equivalent, the same amount of time to spend with me. So how you figure Mm -hmm. that out, that's going to determine what's too much. Okay. So as long as they're spending an equal amount of time with you, then it's okay. I think I think that that's fair. Okay. Because then that's still giving them the time and freedom to do a hobby that they enjoy. Great. That's you know, and that's kind of where I was, that's where I was trying to get to. Like I was just yeah. I just wanted to put like a number on. It. I don't know what, you know, we were people listening and they're you know you're saying okay, well, if the if the hobby is too much, then then maybe that might be a red flag, right? So giving them a gauge on like what you feel like would be too much would be more time that they're spending yeah. with you. And I think in the same regard. It, you could you can invite your partner your your person the person that you're dating to be part of those hobbies yeah. but that doesn't mean that they're always going to want to do that yeah, you could find uh, you know or vice versa you can go with them and enjoy hobbies with them that's not something that is always going to play it like that you know evil used the car show example because evil used to like to go to car shows i used to go with him sometimes sometimes i didn't I didn't always want to do that. But then you still found ways to spend equal time with me. Did mm-hmm. you not? Yeah, of course. So then that's why I'm like even wondering why you're saying what's too much. You, you know, know I, what's too much. Honestly, I didn't. The car show thing I, was just random. Like okay. I, I But was, you know people that dedicate too much time to things. But that may not be too much time for the relationship. But it is. It and may you know be, that it, it is. Maybe not. <laughs> I just wanted to know what your opinion was. That's all. But you know that it is. I just wanted to know what you thought, your thoughts on it. All right. So we're actually um, ending this episode earlier than we usually do. Um... Because that's actually what we have for you. We want to share six questions yeah, that we, questions. yeah, six questions that we thought that maybe you could ask someone that you were looking to date uh, or be in a relationship with, just to kind of get to know this person better. And like I always tell you, Evo, I love talking to you. It's always a pleasure. It really is. Um, I almost kind of feel like sometimes when we sit down and we have these conversations that I approach it like a whole new you and me. I mean, I, th- I think like that I puts try a, to, like I a try fresh to, spin on it. Yeah, like I try to kind of like really hear you out mm-hmm. because as soon as we get off these mics, I don't give a fuck what. It's <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> Save that shit for the show. No, I'm just joking. But um, so if you enjoy listening to us or watching us, we are here um, almost every Friday. Like, you know, sometimes... 90, 98.88% yeah, of the time. Yeah, for real. Because like every now and then, you know, motherfuckers got to take happens. a break. Yeah, motherfuckers got to take a break. Yeah. But for the most part, we are here every Friday. So if you want to continue to listen to us, to watch us, please like, subscribe, share. Do all those things that can help us to continue to grow so that you we continue to be here for you. So until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Peace out.